Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. listening to the coming out tapes an audio archive of lgbt stories i'm your host karis bradley and throughout this season i'll be talking to lots of different people from the community about lots of different things connected to coming out episode of the coming out tapes uh we're talking about emails and whether or not you you not whether or not you should come out by email but um looking at some examples of when people have come out by email um looking at some advice on on how to do that when you might want to do it uh if it is a bad idea in what circumstances it would be a bad idea so i am joined by the wonderful oz ismail who you should remember from episode one of series one the voice that launched the series um and uh our dear friend anna pajaiski who um you heard from in the last episode um and i have brought these wonderful people to this recording studio because you both came out to someone via email correct correct. Um, so let's get started by why don't you both say who you came out to using email and why you came out to them using email so start Oz? Sure. So I came out via email to my sister and that was uh, in 2009. <gasps> Ten, years, Ten ago. years ago. Yeah, I should have like a celebration. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I came out via email uh, just to her and yeah, sorry, I've forgotten what the, what the why, question was. Why did you come out by email? Oh, right. So um, basically it was before, so she lives in London now, uh, but it was before she used to live here and she used to visit me and I used to visit her when she lived in Singapore. But I had never, although I had sort of come out to myself at that stage and come out to a few people, I hadn't like told anyone who was significant to me or significant in my life. So she was going to visit me uh, in London. And at that point, I kind of knew myself well enough to be like, all right, I can't. This is not something I want to hide from the person who I'm closest to. So I decided that before she came to visit me, I was going to email her and be like, look, here are some things about me that you didn't know that you should maybe know. uh, Because I would I, I just didn't feel comfortable with her. Like, basically living a lie in front of her because I was very close to her and still am. And you went with email instead of, like, phone because... 
Um, uh, mostly because at the time it was very expensive to make international phone calls. <laughs> this is before. This is pre WhatsApp. This is in the past. This is in the past. This is like dinosaur times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I when I was thinking about this episode, I was like looking for advice, and there's not very much advice, but there is lots of stuff about like you know, more modern forms of technology and communication. Mm. That is an email. And email is now quite outdated. But this was the past. Yeah, this was kind of like, I think also it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't completely because phone calls are expensive. I think also I didn't maybe want. So in the email, I said to her, I am writing this email to you because I don't want you to have to react to this immediately. Uh, or feel like you have to react to it. And if you don't want to react to it at all, and, you know, if you dis- decide that this is something that is too much for you to handle, I, I don't want to put you in that difficult position. It- it's weird to-, to think about it in that way now. I think I was more, I was being, like, very empathetic towards her feelings about it. Um, yeah, I don't know why I did that, but I was like, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable about this, so I'm just going to let you deal with this in your own time. But obviously she dealt with it really well and she replied pretty much immediately going, this doesn't change anything. Cool. If it was Facebook, maybe you just gotten, would have gotten like a thumbs up yeah. response. Yeah, but that was also a bit when Facebook only had like, you can only re- write back on someone's wall. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even reply to anybody. And the, I get these memories from Facebook where it's like a random message. <laughs> like this, this is no context. This is useless to me. Um, and Anna, you came out to your parents by email. Correct. Yep. So why did you choose email to come out to them? Well, in a similar way, really, I felt it was non-confrontational. Um, I felt that I could say exactly, I could phrase it exactly how I wanted to without getting flustered or like, you know, in the moment of a phone call or a face-to-face. Um, so I could sit down and think about the wording properly. Um and I just basically wanted to insert the information into their heads and then run away. <laughs> and the email was quite a good way of doing that. <laughs> but again, in my email, I said, please don't feel any pressure to respond in any sort of time scale. Like, let me know you've got it, but don't feel like you have to say anything. Because your parents not based in Singapore. Nope, they're not. Uh, they live about an hour away from me. Um, but so this was, I was coming out aged like 27. Um, and I'm pretty, you know, I live independently from them. We don't live in the same place. I'm not financially dependent on them. So like relatively speaking, I was, and I was also confident they, they weren't gonna like nothing bad was going to happen. Basically. I was pretty sure luckily that, um, nothing bad was going to happen. So like all I wanted was the information to be in their head and then I could change my Twitter <laughs> description <laughs> and then everyone could just shut up about it. Because your mum follows you on Twitter. She does. She follows me and my podcast and no one else and she receives an email every time I do anything. Wow. <laughs> She's pretty keen to, to know what's going on. It's yes. good because you told her. <laughs> exactly. Um, but your Twitter, I mean, it's not the straightest Twitter in the world. I know. Well, if you want, I can summarise her response. Which um, was, I mean, to, to your Twitter or to the email? To the email. Oh, okay, well, we'll get to yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Um, so was the 
with the, was the email like was that your first choice had you tried to come out to your parents before the email I mean only very vaguely just at Christmas I was thinking about it and then I bottled it because I was like this is too horrible it's difficult to cut to to do something like that especially at like the time like Christmas where everyone's like so intensely focused on spending time with family right (laughs) yeah and sometimes you get snowed in and then you're locked in with new information (laughs) (laughs) it's true I mean I suppose yeah I didn't feel like it was the non-confrontational thing I think Mm. also because my parents and I don't ever talk about relationships they would never say, oh, so are you seeing anyone? Like, that's just never a conversation that we have. So previously, when either my brother or I have had relationships, you just had to be like, by the way, I'm going out with someone now. <laughs> okay, okay, bye. And then <laughs> you never speak of it again. And then eventually you're like, oh, I guess this person's going to be here. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would never like ask after it or anything. So it felt like an even bigger thing to be like, by the way, you know that thing that we never talk about? Yeah, well, here's another really important thing about it. And and <laughs> I feel really anxious. And yeah. So it it wasn't it wasn't in line with like the way that we behave around each other anyway. And so that felt like an additional level of this is a thing at Christmas. So I was like, Meh. Um, are you both happy with your choices to come up by email? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I am. I think at the time, so like I was thinking about uh, the relationship I had with my sister and like we, like when we were teenagers, we would talk about like teenage stuff and, you know, because we've always been quite close. And so for me, it was also like, it would be weird if now we're in a stage where we're like having relationships with people and I'm always avoiding that topic. Because I went through a long phase of like just not talking about relationshipy things uh with friends it's easier because you can just be like i just don't want to talk about it or whatever but when i've always shared stuff with somebody like my sister it would then suddenly be oh you're suddenly holding back information why is that you know so it was more i didn't want to disrupt like the nature of our relationship uh, because it was still very important to me but also i knew there was part of me most of me knew that she would not react badly to it but also uh, you know we spent our lives uh, growing up in Bahrain and then in Sri Lanka so like it's not they're not places that conventionally gay friendly or like or you don't see gay people around so I was still unsure about how she would respond to it so that's why for me it was like similar to Anna I'm just going to put this information in front of you and I'm going to walk away and then you can decide what to do with it (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, so not everyone thinks that coming out by email is a polite thing to do. Oh, because oh. um, politeness is quite t- t- top priority when, you, <laughs> when you're coming out. Excuse me, please. <laughs> I would like to say. I'm terribly sorry to bother you. <laughs> um, so I like was trying to look and see what... Um, so I was looking on the internet to see kind of like what kind of conversations people were having about coming out by email like were there any particularly strong opinions um were there any recommendations um and i got a lot more stuff about um how to ask girls out by email (laughs) where is this website please (laughs) 
You, it's not a place you want to go. It's not written for the kind of relationships that you want to have. <laughs> I mean, we don't know until we try. Come on, Hannah. I think you're going to have to be the guinea pig for this website. Um, Anna is not their target market. Oh. Um, and then the other kinds of things were like, how do you leave your... How, what kind of email should you send to your work colleagues when you leave? Um, what? Oh, because kind regards. Or regards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it, there was just is like this still lot... to do with being gay? No, 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 no right. N- none of it. None of it. <laughs> oh, none of it just to do with being gay. Um, dear all, because... I am gay. <laughs> Regards. So there's, there was <laughs> there was some stuff about like coming out letters. Mm. Oh. Um, and so there was a lot more things on on how you would write down a letter. But basically, the internet was like why are you coming out by email? It's 2019. There are either more modern or less modern methods, both mm. of which are more effective. So there wasn't very much content at all. Um, and all of the email stuff was like work-focused. I read a lot of very informative lists on how to you know, write effective work emails. Um, <laughs> I guess that's useful for you. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. But I did find this one agony aunt who felt very strongly... Um, that uh, I'm reading this now and it so the the question was like should I come out to my parents in email and the agony aunt has responded oh never come out in a group text which not the question now that I read it seems fair um, but anyway they go on to say that this is uh, the real Jenny agony aunt um, goes on to say that there's no other way to come out to your parents than sitting them down not while eating dinner uh, only after dinner and dessert and all that. Um, yeah, you don't want to miss out on dessert if it goes badly. Yeah. In my books, that's the only way to tell your parents face-to-face is most respectful. Um, so they go on to say, don't let them hear it secondhand um, because it might hurt them and uh, they might find out, you know, indirectly on social media. And once that happens, then you can't undo it. So... And if anything happened to your parents, they'd be so depressed, get sick and die, and you'd feel wow. so guilty for the rest what of the your life. Okay, wow. So, like, this person has made it completely about the parents' feelings, regardless of this, yes. whoever's coming out. Yeah. It's yeah. a huge thing for them. Um, but they, so they, they feel very strongly that you should come out face-to-face. Mm. So, obviously, logistical reasons why it might be difficult for you to come out face-to-face uh, if someone is, is in another country. But... Um, even if that's not the case like why what what would you say would be do you regret not coming out to your parents face to face or do you not do you regret not coming out to your sister face to face do you think if circumstances had been different would that have been preferable hmm i i don't know i think maybe so it it probably would have been different if I if we continued living in the same country or the same town and then we would have seen I think I would have picked up on clues from her that she'd be okay, was okay or not okay with things I was doing and I'd probably have maybe like drip fed stuff because she was always around but I think it's because of the physical distance I was suddenly cuz in the email that I came out it wasn't just like okay I'm I'm now like seeing guys it was way more it was I told her so much stuff about my life that she probably didn't expect to hear or I thought she wouldn't have expected of me so it was kind of like here it was kind of more like I'm coming out but also this is the new me um 
like, I hope you're okay with this because this is my life now. Um, so it was a lot of information uh, in one go, whereas all that information would probably have been more slowly processed if I was in the same town as her because we've always been quite close. That's really interesting because my my desire for mine was to communicate like absolutely nothing has changed. Mm. Like I'm still exactly the same person, but there's just this thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like the opposite. I wasn't. Yeah. Do you think yeah. if you had come out to your parents in person, then they would have felt like it was a bigger deal? Yeah, I do. I think it. I think it would have felt like a better, like a bigger deal. Um, I don't regret coming out by email. It was the right thing for me and for our relationship. Um, and it's also the medium, I should say, that we often communicate in anyway. So if I'd have sent a letter, that would have been out of the ordinary. Um, we do have phone calls about once a week, um, <clears throat> but like we don't see each other all, all the time kind of thing. So like the email is like the general informal update which is what I, and obviously, yeah, I did want it to be informal. I didn't want it to be, mum and dad, I have something to tell you. Please sit down and finish your ice cream before I tell you a thing, <laughs> you know? What was the subject line? I left it blank. <gasps> do you normally do that? No. Uh, yeah, probably, actually. Mm. Only to them, though. Yeah, I thought a long time about <laughs> putting a subject line, and then I was like... Please finish your ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Are you eating anything? <laughs> Do not read Finish until it. ice cream is complete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything in the subject heading for me made it mm. too formal, so I just left it blank. Nice. And both my email and the replies started with a, like, uh, sort of nothing sentence of what was going on that weekend. <laughs> uh, well, based on that, should we... Should we do some examples? Do you want to read your email? Sure. I read it before the recording and it made me feel feelings. That's fine. Ready? Yes. Hi both. I hope you've had a good week. Lovely and sunny here. I'm off to Vita. That's my cousin. I'm off to Vita's new place for lunch. Smiley face emoji. I wrote this to tell you something which I feel it's important that you know because I value honesty between us and your support. For a couple of years now I've been realising that I'm gay. This might seem surprising or out of the blue, but it's taken some time for me to work it out. Growing up, I thought that women needed to fit into a very narrow and distinct mould. In many ways, I fit that mould really well, but not in every way. Anyway, I'm telling you both now because with the PhD behind me, an awesome job and a channel swim under my belt, I've never been happier. And that's given me the clarity to be able to create my own mould for myself. I hope you don't think that the medium of email is too impersonal or formal. I decided it would be the best... Sorry, I decided it would be the least confrontational way to get this all across. Please don't feel any pressure to say anything special or do anything with this information within any sort of time frame. It'd be nice to know that you got the message and please feel free that you can ask me anything. Hope you are enjoying a sunny Saturday. Lots of love, Anna. I appreciate the material science metaphors <clears throat> that were running through that. What metaphors? A lot of chat about moulds. Oh, yes. <laughs> You've got to speak Hannah's language, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's back to jelly again, isn't it? But, but it's it's interesting because, like, you've, you've really thought about what you want to say 
and so mm. your coming out is so clear and there's no there's no like emotional like blackmail in there there's mm. no expectation in there whereas if you had to sit someone down and do it face to face you'd have to like have really thought about it and like tortured yourself thinking about it to get that level of and clarity it. exactly you know Was and that you- the voice that you hoped that they read it out <laughs> um can you do it again in your parents' voices? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I think that was quite a neutral voice. Um, yeah, I didn't want them to think that I was upset or, like, you know, incredibly tortured <clears throat> because, actually, the reason that I felt able to send that email was because I was totally comfortable in myself mm. and I was totally sure that this was the right thing to do, that, like, I maybe in a previous draft, actually, or pe- maybe in a subsequent email I kind of said like there's nothing that you can say that will offend me because I I genuinely felt like whatever they had to say it wouldn't affect how I felt about myself so that was why that was the right moment for me. How much of that sort of position do you think came from the fact that you were coming out by email and so you had this very physical barrier between you and your parents and you were able to just as you had given them the ability to consume this information at their own pace you also were able to do that and how much of it do you think comes from the place that you were in when you came out? So you had already been thinking about this for about two years. Um, you're like at the peak of kind of being comfortable with yourself and understanding your identity. So this is not like the same as only just realising or being worried about the feelings that you're having or any of those kind of things. You're not looking at your parents for support at all because you're not financially dependent on them, you don't live with them. Um, So, yes, how much of it do you think is the email format and how much of it do you think is sort of the confidence that you had in of yourself anyway? Um, I think it's both. (laughs) Like, the... I had wanted to come out to them a long time before this, um, but, like, I guess I was looking for the right medium, and I felt... This this felt like... Um, like, I, I, I felt like I wanted to do it before, but, yeah, didn't have the right medium and perhaps wasn't quite in the right place. Um, and for, like, a few weeks and months before this, I was like... Right, well, I could I could definitely do it now. Like I feel ready, but um, it's always just like ah, uh, this is a thing, and I can always just not like I I can always just not have this like really um, I can always just not do this scary thing. I could just go and have a nice weekend, but it got to the stage where I was like, no, I'm definitely gonna feel better after I've done this, so just do it. Um, did you find the process of writing the email helpful? Um, no, I found it very difficult to find the right words and I ran a few drafts off you guys. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> um, what about you, Oz? Did you find any like, therapy in the process of writing your thoughts down? I think I did because it just felt... I did for a while feel like I went from having this very close relationship uh, to moving, physically moving away and then that relationship like carried on online so we'd like have facebook exchanges or like text exchanges and occasional phone calls but i was like pulling back a lot 
because of me going through this not even going to discovery because as I like I knew by that stage that I was gay but I wasn't sure how much I wanted to do about it because of like you know the bad experience I had with my parents finding out as you remember from episode one <laughs> um but I was I think I was worried about so from that point of view I was like okay the the fact that there's a physical barrier does help a lot because a I know I was in a stage where I knew I was never going to have to move back home. Um, and much like Anna, I was like, I'm independent now. So it, that that doesn't change my life if they decide that this is not something they want in their life. Um, so it was the same with my sister. I was like, I did say to her in the email, uh, if like at some point, if I decide to, you know, get married to a guy, I'll probably get disowned by the family and... I don't know how you feel about all of this. So I'm just like telling you how I feel about this. And so it was very releasing to like put all of those thoughts into an email and then just like tied it up into something that made sense. And so it ended up becoming quite long because I just wanted to make sure that every word in that email was there for a reason. Were you picturing your sister when you wrote that email or were you thinking about the things that you had to say? I think initially I thought about everything I had to say. Um... And then I kind of moulded it. Material science word. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, I kind of like moulded it into this thing that would be, that I thought would be something that she'd be able to digest maybe. I thought it'd take her a few days, but literally took her hours. And that's probably the time difference as well. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Yeah, I was definitely picturing my mum and dad because I knew exactly what they'd be doing on a Saturday morning and so that was the other thing I thought about timing so I sent it on a Saturday morning um because I like if I sent it during the day my dad would get it hours before my mum or if I sent it like in the evening like one or like they'd one of them would be on the computer like I just wanted it to be at a time when I knew that they'd both be available to look at their emails um and then I tried not to think of like one of them seeing it first and being like, Tony, <laughs> <laughs> come and look at this. <laughs> <Do the voice. laughs> that isn't what my mum sounds like. <laughs> How long did it take between you writing the email and you sending it? Um, I finished drafting it the night before and I sent it in the morning. But it took me, I don't know, a couple of days to write it all out. And I started a draft of it, like, months ago. I think mine took a couple of days. I start, I, st- I think I started writing it when I knew that this time when my sister visits, I'm going to make sure she knows all the terms and conditions. <laughs> um, so I started, I think I knew in my head I was going to send her an email to do it. And I took a couple of days to do it, like, giving her enough time before she arrived so that if she... If, like, it was a very small chance, but if she decided it was just too much to handle, then she could make other plans whilst she was in England, apart from, like, visit me. Um, yeah, yeah, a couple of days. Did you have? Did you send it to anyone, like Anna did, to get advice on redrafting? I didn't, because at the time I was only out to such a small number of people, um, and I was still not... While I was comfortable with the idea of being gay, I was still not comfortable saying out loud. And I was still holding back a lot, say, at my place of work. uh, Or I was very careful about 
like how much gay stuff I said around people in public. Uh, so just now, going up to a random person and being like, will you please read <laughs> this email? <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, please, because there, politeness is key. Are there <laughs> Excuse- any spelling mistakes? <laughs> Excuse me, please. Uh, first of all, let me come out to you. I am gay. <laughs> is it also, affect or effect in the sentence? Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just had to rely on uh, Microsoft Word's trusty... <gasps> Did you start <laughs> writing? And then was Clippy like, are you writing a coming out email? <laughs> <laughs> if only Clippy could have just bloody done it for us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know if my vote. That, but there is a wiki how on how to write a coming out email to your parents. No wow. way. Yeah. Uh, so I've got some top tips. Before we talk about like advice on writing emails, what did your parents say in response? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Well, I haven't asked them whether I can share their email, so I feel like I shouldn't read the whole thing out. But um, essentially, the email was sent at 9.53 and a.m., and my mum responded about an hour and a half later and my dad responded about an hour and a bit, a little bit more than that. Anyway, they re- responded um, individually, like not reply all. <laughs> um, and my, essentially what mum was saying was, I don't think your needs is really a surprise. Um, like, it's fairly clear that that's what you were 
thinking recently. Um, I'd kind of guessed that you'd like work something out. Um, not much else to say really, but like, it's great to hear that you're happy. Um, and then just chat about her orchestra and the sun coming up. Um, ironically, uh, <laughs> my dad said just back from a 26 K run. Um, it's thoughtful of you. I'm not going to read this out, but he basically said like, thanks for sharing your feelings in such a like sensitive and thoughtful way. Mm. Um, it's awesome to hear that you're like really happy with your identity and persona. Like we're really proud of you. Um, uh, but you, oh yeah, like we're really proud of everything that you do, but like you being happy and like who you are is the most important thing. Um, it's really difficult to like be comfortable who you are and it's awesome that you've found that out. Hmm. That's nice. That's very nice. Were you happy with their responses? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I responded to them being like, thank you for your lovely e emails. That means a lot. Um, and then other just mundane chat. Um, no, tell us more about your lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I was really happy with those responses. It's, it's what I expected, which is obviously very lucky. Um, I didn't anticipate them having a huge issue with it. Um, but I was still like... You know, I was still like uh, anxious to see what they would say, um, and yeah, it was a pretty good result, really. Hmm. And they've not <clears throat> asked me anything about it since because that's not what we do. So the information was inserted, and all is well. My, yeah, my sister, like I said, she responded pretty immediately. But I did in my email. I did say like, there is a, there is a chance that, like that if this conversation comes up again with our parents who already know, and I wasn't sure if she knew that they knew mm. um, that this is going to turn into a huge drama because, um, well, since this is an audio medium, <laughs> those of you who don't know me, I am a South Asian uh, man and I come from a Muslim family, so there are a lot of other complications that I had to think about um, in terms of coming out to family. Uh, and so I said to her, like, there's a good chance because this doesn't uh, sit well with culture and religion and all this that I could get disowned. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know if I said that in the sense like you can pick a side, but it was more like this is a thing that is going to cause some drama in the future. Um, so I think in that sense... I'm glad that I think coming out of my email is, is a good thing, especially if you have those added um, levels of complexity to think about mm. because you could either end up with a huge family drama, which you don't want to deal with whilst dealing with your own emotions or worse. Some like my family are fairly nice and like liberal and wouldn't do anything terrible, but there are, you know, some parts of the world where families would, you know, I don't know, just marry people off when they find out this happens or, withhold their passport so they can't escape the country yeah your safety is definitely your yeah so uh in that sense you know there's like having that barrier is very important i think to some people mm. above and beyond just the awkwardness that like that that was the reason that we did it for yeah. right um but yeah there are so many other good reasons 
that this agony aunt hasn't thought about. Yeah, I know, it's so true. <laughs> Do you think that um, you favoured the email medium because uh, you had all of this kind of like additional points that you needed to make, like all of this coming out admin, mm. and you kind of were guaranteed the space to say those things? That's definitely important, I think, yeah. Um, because uh, generally I... In when I have conversations with people or like especially difficult ones, I find myself being very empathetic towards like how they're feeling and I it would automatically stop me from saying things that I would want to say. There would be sometimes not just in coming out conversations, but say you're having a difficult conversation with someone, I always find myself thinking about how they're feeling. And so I would shut myself down. And I'd hate for that to, like normal conversation that's fine, but I'd hate for that to happen to someone who is coming out because coming out is a big deal for the person coming out mm. more than the person they're coming out to so it's important that that person has the space to say everything that's on their mind that they want to say to the person they're coming out to mm. and for that reason i would say again it's important to just be able to put it all out there with no like reaction or no response from someone till later yeah definitely and that was one of the things that i was grateful for in their responses was that they didn't meant they didn't make any of it about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the so talking of, of like having that space and also um, having all of those things that you need to say beyond just the I'm gay or I'm trans or whatever. Um, so one of our listeners um, sent in an email that they sent to their work colleagues, and this was something that I had not considered when I was putting together this episode: the fact that coming out via email um is like because it is kind of a bit formal and also emails are something that we associate with the workplace like it is potentially the best medium to come out to a group of people in that kind of setting so here is that letter dear colleague forgive the impersonal nature of an email i write to you in confidence as a collaborator in follow-up to an announcement that blank made about me at today's departmental meeting I'm hopeful that once you have read this, you will understand why I had to share this in one fell swoop. I'm currently going through a series of medical procedures to transition from male to female. Having struggled both mentally and physically to fit into a male gender role, I have now found myself in relative safety to address this deep unhappiness and discomfort. You may know others or have heard through the media about transgender people. I am one of the very few who are fortunate enough to afford, both financially and health-wise, medical treatment promptly. As a result of my ongoing treatment over roughly six years, I have been evolving both physically and mentally. When I return to work over the coming weeks, I may look and sound different. Please be assured that this will not affect my performance or my commitment to my work or anyone else in my life. In fact, I suspect that those parts of my life will improve with the deeper satisfaction. I remain supported by my partner, blank, the entirety of our families and friends. I'm also privileged to have the acceptance and support of my peers and superiors in our faculty, which has and will continue to be a fantastic workplace. Never before have I felt so engaged and excited about the science and the technology that I have been involved in. Everything that I have achieved as an academic owes much to the collective support of colleagues like you. I do not want anything to be awkward, therefore encourage you to ask me questions about anything that you would like me to explain. There's a lot being said about people like me in sensational media, The language in connection to trans people can be confusing and uncomfortable. So if you're not sure, please ask. With best wishes. Blank. Nay. Blank. Blank. 
what did we think i yeah the bit about um like please feel free that you can ask me mm. any question did you have that in yours Oz? i didn't no i didn't mm. i don't remember having that yeah because that's one thing i suppose with an email again it's an information dump onto the other person and so by saying you know don't don't worry about perhaps i mean i'm putting words into this person's mouth but for me it was like don't worry about offending me i don't mind just just ask me whatever's mm. on your mind just ask me like i don't because it is a dump you want to be able to continue that conversation if that person wants to um i so one of the pieces of advice that i read on the internet was that either like if you want questions ask for questions um, and if you don't want to take questions, obviously that's fine. Mm. Um, but given that it's an email, you can put in links. So you can be like, maybe look at this website if you're unsure. Um, yeah, nice. The good things about the email is that you can take it as an opportunity to basically, um, because you get given this space where no one can interrupt you, you get the opportunity to kind of set the precedent for how people can react. Yeah. So if you are telling people about your transition you can say these are my pronouns this is my name um this is how i expect you to or like this is how you will now behave when you're interacting with me which is much better than for example uh what i did which was at like a work social when everyone was drunk be like "Uh, non-binary and because of the very informal nature everyone just like went in with questions that I was Mm. not prepared for Mm. nor did I want Mm -hmm. Um, and because it happened in that kind of space uh, the for people who did not know how to react essentially what I was saying about how they could react was like we're all just hanging out there's Mm. not a set of like societal kind of rules that you're expected to follow whereas if you send people an email it's like this is a professional work context so regardless of your personal opinions, um, there are ways that you have to uh, react with colleagues. You might not know what those rules are because of this thing happening that you might not have experienced before, but now I'm telling you. Um, mm. And so it can be really useful in that context as well. Don't come out to people when you're drunk at a work thing. It's in, like the casual, the casual sort of... Um, Take away. <laughs> um, scenario, it's interesting because like when I think about times that I've face-to-face come out to friends I've still thought about it beforehand enough to to think about every possible outcome of their reaction so that I'm prepared to deal with it and Mm. deal with the questions as well so I would like to think that I do that but I'm terrible at predicting how people are going to respond to things Mm. so what I end up doing is having several different iterations of a conversation with myself yeah Mm. I get in a conversation with someone and then they say something and I'm like wait that's not on the script (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yes, I like this idea that you can be um, directional at the end of your email and say what you would like to happen next. Yes. Which is quite difficult to ask for, but with an email you have the time to be able to word that Mm -hmm. nicely. So, like, you know, both of us said, like, don't feel the need to respond in any sort of time frame. But I I said in mine, like, let me know you got it at least kind of thing. Um, But beyond that, don't worry. And this person as well, like... They were saying, you know, ask me questions. Like, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. So I found this website for quite a cool organisation. It's an organisation called Gender Sanity. So they're based in the US. And basically what they do is they work with companies 
um, and they either work with individuals who are coming out as trans within their organisation or they work with HR departments and they walk people through um, like the social and like legal aspects of those processes um, and they have a website and it's got a lot of advice on it um, so things from tone um, so uh, like not being apologetic when you write your email uh, which I think is something that we talked about when you were writing mm. your email. Yes, one of my drafts had a bit more of an explanation or like a bit, not exactly an excuse, but like I kind of said like, you might be wondering why now or like, and you don't, I... You're trying to predict like the... Yes, the I response. was projecting onto them yeah. my own like insecurities about what was going on, but actually it didn't need saying, mm. yeah. Um, they also advise to like, be clear about what is uh, explicit to people on things like your name, your gender pronouns, what language is acceptable to use. Mm. Um, so being able to give people examples. Um, and I know that you were saying earlier that coming out, like it's about the person who's coming out, not the person who's, be who's being come out to. Um, and I do strongly believe that. But I also think that if you're writing an email, it is easier for you to take a bit of time mm, to be true. educational mm. than when you're having to have a conversation with someone face to face it's yeah, much yeah, yeah. easier to like walk someone through a concept that they're unfamiliar with when they're not like actively being a dick to your face <laughs> that's true <laughs> or just like being in front of your face yeah. like, and as you say you, you can send links on an email and you can't send a link IRL yeah. and that's the thing isn't it they can say they receive the email and they can have their initial reaction to it then they can go away and they can come back to it and if there are links or informational like attachments in the email they can revisit it in mm. their own time yes and there's no like you said no i actually said mm. you have this is what i said yeah i will point you to a part of the email that's a good point as well in a work context you have a paper train paper trail of that conversation um and particularly in like HR instances, that can be really, really useful. Mm -hmm. So do either of you have any additional advice? Or the other piece of advice which Oz has ignored is keep it brief. <laughs> <laughs> so write a 2,000 word essay about that it. Is true. In your last time, that is true. It was very long. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that's probably context specific. Like, if you've got lots to say, fine. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was like ripping the band-aid off on many aspects of my mm, life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, if I'm going to do this big thing, I might as well do all the little things around it as well. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of glad I did it that way. Um, so what other pieces of advice do you think you would give people who are looking to come out by email or similar? Write it in a Word document first, not an email with whoever's <laughs> email addresses <laughs> in case you accidentally click send. Yeah, very good advice. Yeah. Um, what other advice? I think, um, I think like you said at the beginning of the episode, you don't, you know, email is probably becoming out of fashion. So if I don't see a problem with like people sending a long text about it, if they can keep it that brief or send a series of texts, because if you want it to be, it's kind of like the middle, isn't it? You, it's kind of like semi-instantaneous because you're sending mm. it to them, but you have the barrier so they can decide, they can think about how they're going to respond. So if you do want that more instant, I'm telling you now and I want you to react, but I don't want to be in front of you. Mm. Personally, I think tech, I know people don't like having intense conversations about text, but 
for something like this i think think about what suits you and what your needs are from coming out to this person definitely but also like what what's your usual uh communication medium so for our family like email probably is one because my dad doesn't really use his phone um and in the work context again email is quite a common communication medium um you might not want to put it up on the notice board in the entrance hall you know um if you never email the person that you're thinking of coming out to that might make it more of a thing I don't like to write on my phone because it's harder to draft on my phone. Mm. But I like sitting in front of a keyboard mm. and typing. That's why I would, if in this arbitrary, uh, mm. like e- electronic communication poll that I've informally started, um, <laughs> we vote for email over text message. Yeah. Mm. I would, m- one piece of advice would be like, I found it quite surprising how. Uh, significant it felt to me even just like typing the words and getting mm. that wording right so I, I I think my advice would be don't feel disheartened if when you type your first draft it feels a bit intense and maybe you won't want to look at it for a week or two like I think that's okay don't don't play down like how it's going to feel for you to write the words and to find the right words I think uh, based off of your first piece of advice, another thing would be if you have a funny email signature, <laughs> turn it off for this email. <laughs> Please think before you print. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I thought about when I was playing through in my mind what's going to happen in their house when the email gets sent. And one of the things is that my dad will often print off significant emails. <laughs> Mm. So that's, actually, that raises a good point, isn't it? It's like, say you're coming out to parents or family via email, you have the confidence that it's confidential. If you're going to come out to like any other people via email, you have to have a certain level of trust. I think trust is important if you're coming out to people mm. via email because people could easily forward it to somebody you don't want or you're not ready to come out to. You know, that, screenshot. Yeah, or yeah. screenshot it. And then that could create like a big drama or a big um, uncomfortable thing that you have to deal with. Well, you see that, that, that like is a massive problem at the moment, particularly for young people. Mm. Um, uh, so a friend of mine works for an LGBT youth charity and was telling me about a lot of kids who are being blackmailed because they're not out to their parents and they are sending lots of like messages to people mm. um, which are more open about their sexuality mm. and then that essentially just provides evidence yeah 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 for people so that is a good point yeah i hadn't even thought of that mm. trying to think of any other advice do we need something more uplifting to finish on yeah we do um I think um, I was thinking, so I did like, 
um, find <laughs> the email that I sent. And I was a bit scared, like you, I was a bit scared to read it, especially because like, it's like, from 10 years ago. Um, but actually there's something like quite, I found it quite therapeutic reading it back. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. It was a solid, <laughs> solid move. I, was, I felt very proud of myself reading I'm it. I'm super impressed that you were able to find an email from 10 years ago. Mm. Uh, I think I typed the words <laughs> gay and probably some... Pro- I, I'm trying to think how I found it. I only had to type two words into my search box. Is it the name of your ex-boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, one thing that email does facilitate is like a an easy back and forth. So, like after I sent that, and they both sent messages, like my mum did follow up with some questions, like a few days later. You know, having thought about this a little bit more, I did have a few more questions. Um, so that having that thread does facilitate a back and forth. Actually, later that's, on that is, that's a good point, isn't it? Because um, Say if she, if she was in the room with you, mm. it's probably I don't know. I'm guessing unlikely for her to be like, oh, by the way, I now want to talk about you being gay. Like it's, mm. it doesn't just like slip into conversation, does no. it? Especially with someone who you've just come out to. So it leaves that track open, exactly. Un- unless you or that person shuts it down. So, but also email like email is orderly. It happens in turns. So I write an email and then you respond to it and then I respond mm. to it. It's not like a text message where you can fire off 20 messages at the same time and then I don't know what to which one to respond to or um, a conversation where you can interrupt me and not let me kind yeah. of like think about the question that I'm being asked and work out the answer and then respond. You read an email and then you should reply to everything that's in that email and you've got time and space to do that mm. and then you, you take it. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, I think it's polite. It is. It is. Maybe the politeness is a good point, but also like, <laughs> like it does. It does let you like set all your expectations out, like so clearly, but also reassure that person of, um, like how, like how how you're willing to have the conversation beyond that email. Mm. In a way that, and I think that's for that reason, I think something as big as coming out is probably better done by email if you're worried about, or if you're not sure about what the circumstances are going to be. So, yeah, I can only think of positive things to say about coming out by email. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Gives you the time and the space yeah. to think. That that was the key thing for me. It was It was having the time. And giving them the time um, rather than face to face. And also you can't see their faces. It's it removes mm. like And like with with these emotional conversations, sometimes you end up like everybody reacts to things, right? And you end up reacting in a way that you didn't intend to react in. Yeah. And so it takes that away. Because like say um the initial reaction say like you and I were coming out to me and I had like a oh my god reaction to it mm. then it's like that's gonna that's what you're gonna walk away with mm. being like oh that was your first reaction mm. whereas if I didn't have if I, you weren't face to face I can have that reaction in private but then actually react to you in a way that I want to react to you based on my relationship with yeah, you yeah exactly 
so that that relationship doesn't get scarred because things like this you remember these things forever mm. right and so it's important to like make sure that that happens in a nice way so that you're not scarred by it uh, by doing that process of like coming out face to face because that was the right thing to do mm, definitely cool i think that the point that we've gotten to is that coming out by email definitely has its merits mm-hmm. um but if the person that you speak to you've literally never communicated with via email in your life might still be okay but yeah i guess or if they don't have email don't read their email well that's the point yeah if they don't read their email then that's not great no yeah i remember um actually one of the reasons as well that i wrote an email is that when i speak about emotional things with people face to face i quite often cry and it's not because i'm sad or upset it's just because like that is how my body expresses emotion so like i anticipate that if i were to say it out loud i might out loud i might end up crying and i didn't want to cry in that conversation mm. and i remember probably drafting it for the first time and crying because that's the sort of thing i would do <laughs> but like you have that opportunity to express emotions yourself yeah. as well without that's those such... clouding your communication and the point that you wanted to get across that's a very good point because i'd say i'm the opposite when i write when i write intense emotions down it makes me cry but at least i'm like okay now i've put it out i know how important this is to me mm. so now i can rearrange this to get this across to that person yeah emotions are hard <sighs> yeah not the truth okay we'll <laughs> finish it there um cool uh so i think that basically all that is left to do is for all of the listeners to go to twitter where you'll find a nice coming out medium poll um and you can vote email or yeah text message or in person as long as it's polite (laughs) (laughs) email us your thoughts non-existent arbitrary debate once and for all yay um okay uh, thank you very much for listening to the coming out tapes and thank you very much for my very special guests Oz and Anna would either of you like to plug anything oh sure well if you're listening to a podcast I guess you could listen to my podcast which is about materials um, it's really good it's a pun on material it's called real talk um, and I interview craftspeople and people that work with materials with their hands um, but a lot of the stories are kind of personal backstories and like the things, the emotions that people feel about materials and like, yeah, their relationships to them. Hence, real talk, because it's about materials. And if you're done listening to all of these podcasts and want more podcasts, <laughs> uh, you can listen to one I'm on. It's called Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet? And it kind of takes an intersectional look at a sort of science and tech and pop culture and millennial culture and we talk about the good stuff as well as the dark side of science and there's sometimes some comedy in there amazing thank you very much thanks Karis the annoying thing about this is that it all starts really small so you can't see it sounds like my first time that was that was awful. What? What I just said. <laughs> That's a really bad joke. It's not. <laughs>
<laughs> you said it's that, it starts really small, so I can't see it. And I said, this sounds like my first time. <laughs> yeah, it's just repeating the joke back. <laughs> Look, everyone at home is pissing themselves yeah. up. Can <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. listening to this episode of the coming out tapes i have been your host karis bradley and i would like to say thanks to scary boots for the artwork which is available to purchase on redbubble michaela moody for the music and alex lathbridge of the smart material collective for his support of the project if you want to get involved please tweet at us because we'd love to hear your thoughts comments and questions if you liked this episode subscribe and leave us a review or recommend us to a friend because it makes a big difference Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.